There'll be time for explanations later and hopefully some sex. Welcome to another very special episode of Ash and Dez Remember. I'm Ash Price. And I'm Dez Judas Gorman. <laughs> you couldn't even get the O. How many episodes have we done? You don't remember them. My name is O Gorman. And today we're talking... Irish. We're t- <laughs> yes, I know. I invaded his country once. So... <laughs> We, we got you back. Right? Yeah, we did. All we right. Got you back. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, tonight, we're going, we're, tonight, today, whenever you're choosing to watch slash listen to this, we're talking about something very, very special. Something that's very. Listen. You said listen. Yes, I did. Are you pished? I'd, yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little. That's, that's I'm a, a little pished. Yes. A little pished. A little pished. I'm not going to mish. You said mish. What? I'm not going to mish. You said. Look, Rimmer, would you relax? I know what I'm doing. I am not. Pished? <laughs> That's right, we're talking about something very special. Ash, do you remember the small rouge one? The boys from the dwarf? Do you remember Red Dwarf? No. Yes, I okay. remember I remember I was a huge Red Dwarf fan. Um and I've been Oh whoa, sorry, I, I have to flag something up there. You were? Uh, no, I am. I Good. I am. Yeah. Um, huge, huge Red Dwarf fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think we just kind of jump straight into it. Yeah. Because um, there's so much to talk about. We've got 25, 30 minutes to talk about this. You know what, if, this, this, if this goes on longer, we could split it in two. Well, there was an idea we talked about and we will hope to oh, get you soon. Oh, that's um, right. Yes. We, will be, uh, we are planning to do a spin-off from um, Ash and Des, remember? Yeah. Uh, where we actually... Go through the entirety of Red Dwarf. We'll do an episode by episode breakdown. I, we haven't worked and on the specials and all of that. We haven't worked on it tightly yet. I was thinking, you know, Ash and Dez versus the Small Rouge one. So it, it could be anything. Yeah, we we'll think we, of something. We'll think good. of something better than what I just yeah, said. Much better. Um, so, how did your introduction of Red Dwarf start? Okay, so it was a. I think it was a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was watching TV and I was flicking through the channels. I think I was at my grandparents. And the show started. And I had nothing else to watch, um, so I, I think it was 1994, something like so that. So that must have been series... It was before series 7, it was after series 6. Um, so they... it must have been Red Dwarf Night. No, 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 no. no, no, no. That was 98, that was yeah. 98, it was about two years later, so it was about... Uh, it was I was about 93, 94, something like that. Anyway, they, okay, anyway it, was, yeah. it was series 6, it was Sirens, and I watched it. And at this stage, obviously, not knowing anything about the show, and I watched it, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and Sirens is a great jumping-on point, mm-hmm. because it was intentionally designed to be a jumping-on point. Yeah. Um, because of the exposition dump, Lister has amnesia, yeah. so right, Crichton's like, this is who you are, this is what you do, Yeah. this is why you look like how you look, and all that stuff. Yeah, because the show had become very, very popular, mm-hmm. and so they did a jumping-on point, and so that was the perfect episode for jumping onto. That is so weird. Yeah, um, and I just, I I loved it. And from that moment on, I was just absolutely obsessed with Red Dwarf. Yeah. Um, once the series was over, over um, I went out to the shops to buy, uh, not this specific one, not this exact version, but this, it was this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end, the uh, bite one, this was before Crichton came into it, this is when we had, um, Holly in it because Holly wasn't in series six. That's right. So yeah. um, this was all new to me, mm-hmm. and everything was weird and strange and different because the audio, the, the music at the beginning was different. Yeah. And all of that it was very, very strange. Um, and oh no, you know what? Hmm? 
tell a lie. Ooh. It may have been the Smegouts. May have been the oh. Smegouts video. Um, but either way, that was the first yeah. actual series yeah. that, that I bought. And I just, I loved it. I joined the Red Dwarf fan club very, very soon. Um, I made a, I, I, they had a pen pal section at the back of the fan club magazine. Oh. I wrote to someone, I'm still friends with them. Oh. I'm still friends with them like 23 years later. Still oh, friends with them. that's sweet. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was massive. Red Dwarf was such a big part of my, my, my kind of teens. Yeah. Um, and 90s Red Dwarf, it was just, it was so what about you Des what was your introduction that's why that's why I said that's so weird mine was more or less exactly the same I was flicking through the TV was bored and then I watched a little bit of season 6 I can't remember what specifically what episode it was but I remember watching it and really enjoying it uh, but I had this thing and I still do of I don't like to start something in the middle mm. <laughs> I want to start something at the beginning but back then, it's not, you can't really find it. Not anything. easy. I remember a couple of weeks after that, uh, I specifically saw this, that video. Which, 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 for those of you listening, it's the, the very first video. It's the very first video. It's the very first three episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's a big cover and it's got uh, Rimmer, Lister and Cat and this gigantic head of Holly just floating in space outside Red Dwarf. Um, I remember seeing this in... Curries, uh, back home oh, in Europe. Did you used to sell videos? I, I I got mine. I'm fairly certain from HMV. Um, and but I got um, a special. Do you remember when they used to release double videos, like a double <sighs> plastic video? Yeah. Um, I, I do have it. It's um, the the Smeg Up Smeg Out double. That's right. Yes. And it was exclusive to Woolworths. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't have anything like that. I remember that I had. Uh, I couldn't afford both. And my mum wouldn't give me money for both. So I had to choose between this and the Smeg Ups DVD. Uh, sorry, video. Mm -hmm. And I chose the Smeg Ups. Yeah, I think that's actually a good thing to go with. It was, yeah. it was really interesting and really fun to watch. And there's it, there's lots of kind of extras within it. Like the Smeg Outs has scenes from the Red Dwarf Convention, Dimension Jump. Yeah. Uh, and lots of other little things. It has as well. the original ending of series six, which yes. I still to this day wish that they went with. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, I would say the same with series eight as well because there's an alternate ending that was filmed. Oh, series, series eight, there's lots of variations of series eight. The, the yeah. one that was filmed in the kind of been assembled on the DVD extras. Yeah, essentially has them getting back through no cliffhanger. They save the day essentially and yeah. Rimmer and everyone else is on the ship and just flights off into space yeah. leaving the, the, the crew, rest of the crew yeah. stranded. And it's, it is, it is great. And if you and if you had that ending, yeah. the only continuity issue between that and the series nine or back to earth, whatever you want to call it, is Rimmer Dane. Is Rimmer's hologram status. Yeah. That is the only continuity issue in that scenario. Instead you get a a huge, huge continuity gap between the end of what was the official Series 8 ending and and Back to Earth. And the Series 8 ending um, apparently was going to involve Ace Rimmer coming back, which would have been great. And apparently the story goes, Chris Barry was already in the Ace Rimmer costume. They were already set to go. They clearly already filmed the alternate ending. Yeah. So they were going to film this alternate ending as well with Ace Rimmer, so yeah. I don't quite know how true that is. Well, um, had, there hasn't been any footage released of the, the Ace Rimmer ending. There isn't. There, there hasn't been. Um, not even photographs. And then they kind of apparently decided at the last minute, oh, let's scrap the Ace Rimmer ending and obviously get rid of the one we've shot and have 
A cliffhanger? And have a cliffhanger with Rimmer kneeing death in the balls and... Only the good day, young. Only the good I, yeah. I thought that was a... I thought that was pretty bad. I'm not a big fan of that ending. I do like... Uh, most fans are not a big fan of Series 7 or Series 8 because they came... Series 7 because they took away the, the audience. I thought Series 7 was very good. I love Series 7. I do prefer if you're going to watch Series 7... Uh, with the lap track. Get it with the lap track, but also get the extended versions mm. of the first episode, Ticket to Ride, because yes. that is a, that that ending. I bloody love that ending because it's so fun. Um, the show has a very solid fan base. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, you know, myself and yourself included. Yeah. I'm sure there's many other smegheads out there. But series seven and eight are kind of seen as the the odd ones out. Series, series eight especially. Yeah, like series seven onwards are kind of considered the black sheep. Yeah, I do. I, I do remember. Kind of essentially after Rob Grant. Leaves. Yeah, I do remember when I went to the Red Dwarf convention. Uh, they were taking part in like this pub quiz thing, and one of the teams was called uh, Series One to Six only. Oof. Yeah, that's that's yeah, bit harsh. Yeah, I think. I I I really do love this show. I think mm. it's it's got a, a really good solid fan base. Um, the the show dips and weaves in quality and storytelling, but then again, that's what happens with any show that goes on for a prolonged period. A lot of people I, love yeah. Series 5. For me, that's one of the weaker series. I prefer Series 5. I like Series 5, but then again, my jumping off point is Series 6 because I'm used to the crew being mm -hmm. on Starbug, yeah. on the, the sharp, witty dialogue between everybody. I really, really liked that. For a while, for a while my favourite series was Series 4, which Ooh. features episodes like Waxworld, yeah. um... The uh, Dimension Jump, Ace Rumor episode, mm -hmm. um, and was generally, I think, every episode of Series 4 is kind of, with the, I don't. I'm not too keen on Camille, but I think other than Camille, I think Series I like, 4 is, like is fairly solid. It's, it's yeah. alright. Um, but you've got White Hole. Oh, um, that's a classic. What is, is it? What? It's a White Hole. Uh, what is it? No yeah, one knows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those great sort of uh, episodes. Back in the day when the writing was solid, it was great. Good. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say that as the series progresses, um, I I don't want to be critical. No, of that too much. Here. And I know I like there's there is this argument like oh just because someone's old it doesn't mean they're not good anymore. And that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. But it does feel a little bit. I know with with the. With them being... Uh, Danny John Jules still looks young. Oh, God, And yeah. Craig Charles doesn't look too bad. Mm -hmm. um, it's just... Rimmer looks weird. Not not that he no. looks weird too old. It's that you think that somebody at his age would not be as neurotic and bitter yeah. and evil. And not evil, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, it feels like there hasn't been enough character development within it, even though we've had episodes where there has been character development. Yeah. Like, there was an episode where Rimmer does come to terms with the neuroses and does come to terms with who he is yeah. and becomes this heroic figure as himself, and then they kind of forget about it. Yeah, they just bypass it. And I know there's going to be people listening or watching and saying, oh, well, Red Dwarf's never been big on continuity. No. And I disagree with that. I think the whole Red Dwarf not being big on continuity thing starts with the relaunch of Series 9 back to Earth, and that's mm -hmm. when the arguments start to come in. Yeah. Because the things people always turn to is they go, oh, well, you know, it's never been big on continuity because Lister had his appendix move removed twice. Yeah. That's a little piddly thing. That is not on the same scale as Rim is suddenly back as a hologram and all the crew are dead and Lister's now again the last human. Yeah. It's not on the same scale as Rimmer's character completely changing mm -hmm. um, again. It's 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 not. It's just not. It's I don't buy that excuse. Yeah. But, having said all that, we still love the show. Still love the show. The show is, is brilliant. It's, it's nice to pop on a few episodes here and there yeah. and really enjoy it. Kinda, it kind of reminds me of when we did the... 
the the Ghostbuster episode mm-hmm. where we said that it's nice to go back and get those like nostalgia tingles, and it's yeah. nice then like in series I think it was in series ten where they go where Rimmer is dimension jumping. Oh yeah, and they go so back. We Hollister and yeah, we get Holly reappearing for the you first time. You get Holly reappearing, time. and then you get to see the old uh, bunks that they were yeah. there and the old uniforms where Rimmer's got the big H. It know. was a bit too big. It, oh, it yeah. was a little too but, big. Ash, Ash. Red Dwarf fans, they're not into continuity. Not big on continuity. They're not big on continuity. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was a bit too big. Um, but no, it was, it was a brilliant episode. It's called Skipper. And, That's right. Yeah. Um, See, everyone, everyone assumed Ace Rimmer was going to come back. Oh. Um, and it would be nice if he did. Um, there, was, there was one recent episode. Was it, I think it was the... Promised Land. I think it was the Promised Land, where you had like super gold star Rimmer. And you essentially had him going through different previous incarnations of Rimmer until he becomes the perfect Rimmer. Yeah. And it was... Diamond Light Rimmer. It was it. the perfect opportunity to bring back Ace Rimmer. Yeah. And I am so disappointed they didn't. Yeah. Because if there was ever an opportunity to do so, it was right there and then. Yeah. Um, and it just... That felt very much like a, a missed opportunity. Little bit, which was a shame. It was. Because um, Ace Rimmer has become kind of like a... Well, I'm just going to say a character in and of himself. He's, but he's, he's, he's an iconic character. You cannot mention to any Red Dwarf fan Ace Rimmer skydiving on the back of a crocodile without immediately getting that reaction. I bet he's a sauerkraut. Yeah. <laughs> Racism. Yeah. <laughs> it was a war. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I do remember... Princess Bongella. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Bonjella, East Rimmer. There'll be time for explanations later, and hopefully some sex. <laughs> um, so good. Um, but that that was God. That was what, twenty three years ago now. Yeah. Twenty three years since we since we saw Ace Rimmer. I know. And there have been so many opportunities to see him again. Mm. Like he's only appeared twice. I know they say he kind of appeared in in um, series six where Ta- Rimmer yeah, lost his two. Yeah. But there wasn't really. That wasn't Ace Rimmer. really Ace Rimmer. Um. No, we saw him twice, and we've never seen the same Ace Rimmer twice. That's true, yeah, um, because... There are different Rimmers. There are always different, different versions. Yeah. Um, and it just... I don't know, it just feels like they've done a lot with alternate versions of Rimmer and alternate dimensions and stuff, and had mm-hmm. so many opportunities to bring back Ace Rimmer, and the fans want Ace Rimmer to come back, and I feel that Chris Barry wants Ace Rimmer to come back, and I just, I, I just don't understand why they're not bringing him back when they kind of have had loads of opportunities to do, and then... You know, but then they go and do things like that that time wave episode where everyone's in pink and it's like it's owning the libs. Um, you really don't like that episode, I do you? Don't. It's, no, it's no. basically it. That episode for me is there are good episodes after it, but that episode was potentially something where it tr- jumped the shark because it was essentially um, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> as an episode, as an episode, it was basically, um, oh, aren't people so easily offended today? We're going to poke fun at them, hardy, hardy, hard. It's like. Okay, I'm not offended. This is just shit. <laughs> uh, uh, best Red Dwarf is incredibly memorable, funny, and the writing is at point. When it's at its best, it's that. But sorry, when it's, it's at its worst. worst, it's that. And to be fair, when it's at its worst, it's very, very rare. Yeah. Like, a lot yeah. of people don't like Back to Earth. I actually, especially if you watch it as a complete 60-minute director's cut, mm-hmm. really good. I, it's really good. I, it's it's not as great for me towards the end because I, I'm not that big a fan of Blade Runner and I haven't seen it at the I time never, anyway. I would never say that Blade Runner was an influence on Red Dwarf. I would say things like Porridge and Two Ronnies would be more yeah, towards... Fitting, be more fitting for that. But Blade it, Runner? 
it felt a really weird thing to pay an homage to. Yeah. Um, but hey, whatever. I know. Um, it, I think it worked. A lot of people hate it. I think it worked fine. Carbug's um, adorable. Carbug. Carbug is adorable. I love how meta it is. It's. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I think series 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. really, really good. Was there a 13? There wasn't. There wasn't, 12. but I think it's, think it's I think series 13 was The Promised Land. The Promised Land. I really like The Promised Land. Yeah. Um, again, I think there were some bits of it where, like, the whole laser pen thing and the, oh, the, yeah. cat, the giant cat, cat flap. I, I wasn't yeah. massively keen on I thought it was... And the giant floppy disk. I don't know. It, just, it kind of felt a little bit like... That's fair. That's um, fair. There's, there's, but, you know, there's a lot of about the show that we can still enjoy. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of. I think when you've been going as long as Red Dwarf has, which is now not far off, like thirty-five years. It started in 1988, and it's still going strong. Still going strong. Um, and hopefully, we'll see another. I, I like the idea of them doing feature lengths every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see the show do is I would like to see the show do a soft, ambiguous ending, mm-hmm. just because I get the feeling that people are busy doing other things, and maybe people are starting to get a little tired, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Norman Levitt is up and down with where he comes back, and I think yeah. um, maybe some of the cast maybe aren't always as keen at times. I think they're busy with other things as well, and doing yeah. other things, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. But I, I would like to see a soft, ambiguous ending, maybe where they get back to Earth, and they discover that they're so out of touch with it that... They're just going to steal Red Dwarf. So like in that, an homage to that scene from Star Trek 2 where they steal the Enterprise and they steal the Dwarf and they just head, head off, off to his... see what's out there. Yeah. And you've got an ending there where the show could just end mm-hmm. or it could just come back. And if it did come back again, because you've already had a soft, ambiguous ending, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't matter if it just ends after the next series or let, not. Let me, let me float a question out there. Okay. You know, let me run this idea up your flagpole and see if you salute it. Okay. Let's flag down a taxi and head for Ronnie Real Street. Yeah. All right. What if they started to do kind of, not a spin-off, what if they started to do like big Finnish audio dramas or an animated series with the original cast voicing their characters? So I think the... <sighs> I think a lot of the appeal of Red Dwarf mm-hmm. is from seeing the actual performers actually performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes to audio versions, the Chris Barry audiobooks are amazing. They are good. really good, amazing but they really are good. incredibly dark. They are dark. So very, dark. Very, very different. So very dark. Very different. Very, um, very, very different. So good. We're, we're going to break down, so we're going to break down different things, different elements yeah. of the show in a minute, but um, you wouldn't I be d- up for that? I, I, don't, I wouldn't. No? No, I wouldn't be up for that. Um, I, I, no. Okay, I don't have much more to say on that. No, that's, that's fair. I would have, I would have liked to have seen like you know, uh, as ridiculous as it may sound, you know, like an animated series where you know they're still on Starbug before Kachansky comes along, where it's like a continuation of series six. They kind of did things like that with, um, with storyboards. No, no, well they did that on the DVDs. Yeah, but they were kind of. Um, I think they were called webisodes. They were basically little animated oh, versions yeah. of but scenes. But they took clips from, yeah. from the show, yeah. They were clips from the shows. I quite liked those. They were interesting. But yeah. they, it was at a time where people were experimenting with different types of media on mobile phones. Mm. Um, mm. But Red Dwarf's always been quite innovative, and it's done a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's been in all sorts of media. It, it's been in so much media. Yeah. It's kind of surprising at times. There have been mobile games. Mm-hmm. Um, there haven't been console games, which is a shame. Um, there have been DVD games, which me and Des played. We and did, it was, yeah. It was, an exp- it was an experience. Yeah, it was um, very much that. It's got T-shirts. It's got 
um, figures, little, kind of figurines, figurines, little mini, mini figurines. Um, uh, you could buy a, a mini Starbug. T-shirts, yeah. play sets. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of merchandise. And for those of you, oh. for those of you on the video version, and I will oh. explain this for the, oh. the audio listeners, there was a series of Red Dwarf collector cards. Yeah. Um, I've got the 64 uh, base set. There are some... I think another 60 Platinum special edition of the cards, and... They are gorgeous. They're basically, they're basically trading cards, but yep. with characters and scenes from, from Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Um, and they're really good. They came out... Uh, when did they come out? That's what we're going to find out. Um, they Tell came out in it. 2002. There we go. So this was yeah. during the quiet period, I guess you'd yeah. call it. Um, yeah. The limbo era, when there wasn't really a lot... There wasn't a lot, a lot happening, uh, but the stuff that was coming out was, was really, really nice. I loved... Um, Series 7 when they're in the... No, sorry, Series 8 when they're in the prison. I really liked that because it took the show in a different direction. I thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing they did. I didn't think it was as bad as people made it out. It's I not think. as bad as people made it out. The one thing I, I... It was just very different. It was very different, but the one thing I, I didn't like about that was that I, I kind of felt that the character of Kachansky retreated a little bit. She was really, really strong and powerful in Series 7 because she was there to replace Rimmer. And yeah. then they kind of didn't know what to do do with her in series uh, eight. See, here's the thing with Red Dwarf. Oh, okay. They've What's always the they've always kind of made the point that they've like, kind of got too many characters to write for. It's why Holly got written out. Yeah. Because Christ ended up taking a lot of their the dialogue and lines. Yeah. Um, and then when Rimmer left, we brought in Kachansky, mm -hmm. and then Rimmer comes back, and they have probably a bit too much as well. Yeah. But then they kind of throw in all these other characters as well, and there's like it 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 felt a little bit like. I, I don't know. It just felt that you you can't really make the argument of, oh, we've got to get rid of characters because we've got too many characters, and then suddenly go, we're going to bring back all the characters, yeah. and then not have it suffer. And I think um, it did suffer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Kachansky's character suffered, which was a real shame, because yeah. I think um, Chloe Annette did a wonderful job. Yeah. And was a very different character to Claire Grogan's Kachansky. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to ask, I, I think I prefer Chloe Annette's because I think her dynamic with the with the characters is better and stronger mm -hmm. than I think Claire Grogan's would have been. Yeah, because of the That's way fair. Claire Grogan had been written. Yeah, um, and I, I think yeah, I, I, series eight was good. Mm -hmm. I, I again, Crikey TV hasn't aged well. No, well, um, well, it wouldn't. It really hasn't, but I think a lot of the show has. Mm -hmm. I think the ones yeah. that haven't aged well are very, very few and far between. Mm -hmm. And like, it's really just Crikey TV that stands out as not aging that well. Um, All right, well, let, let me let me let me ask you this then: When you think of Red Dwarf, yeah, when you think of the show, what's the first episode or the first joke that pops into your head? Oh God! Because um, because I I don't want this to be like. Oh, Red Dwarf is good, but here's the things that we don't like about it. I want us yeah. to remember this because this show is really good. And I, you I, can... I don't know because there's just so much good stuff. Like I, is, I yeah. for me, and I think for a lot of fans, series one to six of the Golden Age. Yeah. I, for me, will add seven to that. Um, add, I would add series seven and series eight to that because I, will, I started on series six and worked up. Yeah, I, I will keep series eight around about there. I don't think it is as good as the earlier stuff. No, I do think it was better when it was be. smaller scale. Yeah. Um, I, I remember things like whenever I think of Red Dwarf, uh, the first thing that always pops into my head is, Sir, are you absolutely sure? It, it does, does mean changing the bulb. bulb. It's, um, it's those little things. Or uh, when Rimmer misquotes a space, space, core, a direct, space core directive. It's, it's those yeah. type of things that I Your remember. Your crew members will report for duty in a ginger toupee. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, I, I once met Robert Llewellyn, um, and I now know I have ADHD, so this is kind of why, but I didn't 
pay as close attention to a question he was answering mm -hmm. and because I was so eager to ask a question myself and I put yeah. my hand up and I asked basically the exact same question and he told me off as Crichton. Oh. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. What, what did he say? Can you remember? Um, I think it was something like, um, oh, I just answered that. Were you not paying attention, you foolish man? Nice. boy. <laughs> Did he say anything to you afterwards when you uh, got your... Did you get a signature? I got his autograph. Got autograph. I got his autograph. Good, 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 um, good, good, he called good, me a cunt and slapped me and that was it. That's so Robert Llewellyn, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That it is, is so, so Robert, Robert Llewellyn. Yeah. Um, uh, just in case any lawyers are listening, no, he didn't do that. No, he didn't. I, I've, I've only met Robert Llewellyn once. Very, very lovely guy. Yeah, I've heard uh, this. Uh, what have you heard? He's a very, very lovely guy. Oh, he's a, a truly lovely, lovely person. Uh, I met Chris Barry once uh, at a convention um, in Glasgow. He was there, oh. I think it was MCM, which now no longer exists. <laughs> Thanks, MCM, for focusing on England and not mm. on Scotland, you sons of plebs. Maybe they'll do uh, a UK tour. Maybe, yeah. And miss out everywhere that isn't England. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else does who does a UK yeah. tour. Uh, but I met Chris Barry there and he was doing a panel. Uh, I, I, I learned from that panel that uh, from waiting in, because I think it was myself and my wife, we were in full, full Ghostbuster regalia and we were in the queue. And he was just heading off for a panel and he just went, sorry everybody, I'll be back soon. I just got to go and take care of this panel. And just as he was leaving, he was like, uh, oh, love your costumes. And we was like, thank you. He's like, uh, do you have to nip off somewhere quickly? He says, well, I've got to go and do this panel and I've got to come back because I've got to go to work. And I was like, I bet you're flying there. And he goes, no, no, I'm scared of flying. I'll be getting the train. So I learned that uh, Chris Barry has a fear of flying. Interesting. There we go. Uh, I, it was the same place that I met uh, female Holly. Hattie Hedridge. Hattie Hedridge, yeah, she was the super lovely, mad as a bag of spanners. <laughs> uh, I met Danny John Jules, uh, lovely, mad as a bag of spanners. Okay, so uh, Danny John Jules, I've got a story about Danny John Jules. Oh, you got to I know, we've got, we're near the end, but. All right, so I was working very briefly on a school magazine, and it was around the time Series 8 came out, okay. and uh, the magazine never actually got anywhere in the end, but I, I wanted to interview some of the cast for this magazine. Right. So I kind of got in touch with Helen Norman at Grand Nailer Productions. Um, and I guess I must have phoned her because this was like the 90s. So it wasn't, it wasn't email. Um, I actually spoke to someone. And I, I kind of spoke to her and she said, well, yeah, I'll sort some stuff out. And she gave me a contact number for Dan John Jules. And I assumed it was Dan John Jules' agent or something. So I'm at my nan's and I kind of phone this number um, and kind of just get through Dan's phone. I leave a message. And I go back home, thinking, well, it's like six o'clock in the evening. I'm not going to get a call back because it's his agent, and his agent will be there in the, during the day. Yeah. And I get a call, get, get, my, get back home. And my nan calls me up, and she says, oh, you just had someone call back. Really quite annoyed. I'm like, what? Yeah, this, this woman called back. Um, so I, I kind of realized that it was like from the Dan John Jules thing. Oh, his, his agent must have called back. So I call back the number from my home, and I get through. Helen Norman had given me his home phone number. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was his partner or his mother or who it was, but there was this very angry woman. Um, basically, how did you get this phone number? This is really unprofessional. What are you doing? I'm like, really sorry. And so, like, I got a telling off from. Um, I I think I think it was his mother. I'm not I'm not entirely certain. So if it was his partner or someone else, I'm I'm genuinely sorry. Um, but I essentially got a telling off from from the cat's mum or partner. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did she give you I his don't home? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus! I know. So, D Danny, I'm really sorry if it was your mum or if it was no, your partner. No, no, no. I'm really sorry. No, for... you have nothing to apologise for. 
Who, what was the name of the person that gave you the number? It was Helen Norman. Helen Norman? What is wrong with you? You're probably never <laughs> going to see this. You deserve Danny. And you deserve to give Danny an, an apology. An apology. I, think I, and, I think I was 15. Yeah, and you need to apologise to Ash Price. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. So yeah, that is that is my um, my Dan John Jules story. That is, that um, is ridiculous. Yeah, I felt so bad about that. That's um, why you should. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we're kind of kind of coming to the end of it now. I love Red Dwarf. It's brilliant. We do. Well, it, there are some down parts, but there, there is are some down parts. Of, this, but it's, of course, this is the the fact that there's still a convention going on for the show means a lot to it. a lot of people. I love it, and you know? everyone involved in it, except Helen Norman. Um, <laughs> yes, Helen Norman. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the show. It's All right, great. just and quickly. Any of the negatives I said were just kind of like yeah. passing it. Yeah. Like, they don't spoil it at all. Yeah. Even Time Wave is a watchable episode. It is. Let's, and if you are planning to watch this, do what we did. Start with Series 6, yeah. and then find Series 1 and work your way through. Because I think Series 6 kind of sets up everything nicely. It does. I think Series 1 and 2, the introduction's so dark. They're, they're, they're difficult, might... Yeah, they're difficult to get into. It's not that they're difficult to get into. I think tonally, especially that it's intro. Very different. So different. But the sh- trust us, oh God, well, I'm going to turn into one of those yeah. people. Power through the first season. Yeah, it gets you'll... so much better There are some great that. episodes in series, in series 1 and 2. Though. Yeah, there is. But we will have another episode on Red Dwarf because we need to talk about some of the other spin-off media and we will be starting a regular yes, we will. Uh, review series on yeah. Red Dwarf. But for now... Um, Smeg off. Yeah, I've been Ash Price. I've been Desert Gorman. Let's do the extended rumour salute. Extended rumour salute. Mm-hmm. This will not work on a podcast. We will not. Man. We're doing a re- extended rumour salute. Rumour salute and salute. And all we can say for now is... Oh, oh wow, he's going full rumour. He's got the arm going and... and a bit. Oh, I... D- uh, for now, let's just say smeg off dog food face. That did actually genuinely hurt. Yeah, it sounded. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take Ash to a hospital. Bye bye for now. Bye.